welcome back to the Euro Trips Football Podcast. It's time for another team season preview, and this time it's a turn of Wolverhampton Wanderers. And with me, I've got a first timer to the Euro Trips Podcast, but a regular on my Across the Pod NFL podcast. We are here with Wolves fan Tom Walton. And how are you, mate? How are things? All right, yeah, no, good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Good to talk about the Wolves. Great stuff. And you um, had your graduation yesterday, of course. So, um, you know, how did that all go? Was it a good day? Yeah, no, good day. Uh, my part was over very quickly, but um, yeah. <laughs> um, I suppose that happens sometimes. Yeah, no, good day. Ready to start being a proper adult now. Yeah. And you are wearing the um, the classic um, Doritos Wolves jersey that everyone, everyone loves. So, um, yeah, you're coming today in um, it's good style. Yes, yeah. Nightmares get hold of, but once you've got them, you don't want to get let them go. So, Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you, as your first time into this podcast, um, I want to ask you a few questions about your Wolves fandom. Uh, first of all, uh, what made you a Wolves fan? Um, my uncle's been a big Wolves fan ever since he was a, a little kid, and um, I sort of just started to go when I was about 10 or 11, I guess. I mean, my, my first Premier League games was as a was a Wolves against Bolton, I remember, and a winner, Nenad Milias screamer from about 30 yards out as the winner. So I sort of um, caught the love, and it's something a bit different as well. Um, sort of different colour shirt. It's not sort of top six all the time. It's sort of unpredictable, as we found out last year. So um, it's, it, bring, it brings a bit more fun to, fun to it, really. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely one of the best uh, jerseys and I think um, the colour is always a good one uh, you know you know, I could have been a Wolves fan I don't know if I've mentioned story before but I lived when I was between the age of about nine months till about two years old we lived um, literally about a five minute walk from the from Molyneux and then from about two to four I lived in a place called Telford which is fairly close to, Wol- to Wolverhampton so it's um, you know I think you know if I obviously moved when I was four years old so I never really grew up there so you know, it, could have been, could, it could have easily been the case where I could have you know, because I know my brother got taken to a game and he was four or five, saw Steve Ball got sent off. Um, you know, and it could have easily been a case where I could have, um, you know, followed him rather than Liverpool. But, you know, I'm sure my dad would have had something to say about that if um, that did happen. But um, but as a Wolves fan, of course, you have a lot of memories, I'm sure. But your favourite memory in particular? Um, I've got a couple for this. Um, my first one's a bit, my best one's a bit of a rogue one, to be honest. It's... Um, Southampton at home, not last season, the year before. It's the first game I took my girlfriend to. Nice. I think that was a little, it felt a little bit special because um, obviously she got to see see what I'm so passionate about. I mean, I normally go with my uncle and my cousin and um, that's always great, but it was really nice to bring someone else into that world and it helped that we won 3-1. And then Jimenez scored, Cody scored and even Adama Traore scored and we got a 40-yard screamer free kick from Ward-Prowse as well. So sort of it was a sort of cluster of everything. I mean, honourable mentions have got to go to the FA Cup semi as well in 2019. I was there, enjoyed the first, I want to say, 85 minutes or so. And um, also Besiktas away in Europa League. I mean, I didn't go, but I remember watching it in my student halls in my first year and going mad and waking up all my housemates when um, Willie Bolly tapped in the winner. So that was a, that's another great one for me. Oh, fantastic! I mean, I remember that game in particular, the, the Watford one. Um, I remember there was a uh, Watford fan in the pub. I was in watching it, and um, yeah, the, the emotion changed between 
most of that game and then what happened at the end but it was quite something but um yeah you know i you know i'll always look out for walls because you've still got family friends that live in that area i don't think they're particularly big football fans but i think you know you've always got that connection with even though i was four when i left you know, you've still got those family friends that live near there so it's always part of you that wasn't to do well but at the same time you know it's um not always, you know, they haven't got the complete passion for them, but, you know, it's always nice seeing him, seeing him do well. Um, and then before we go on to the current summer, uh, favourite player since you became a fan of the team? Uh, Ruben Neves. It's always going to be Ruben Neves. I mean, he's been, well, had been sensational ever since he came in. Looked like he gave it his all straight away as a, almost, what was he, 20? Must have been 20 when he came in. So, um, yeah, he just embodies everything about the club. Always gave everything, even gets a bit. Never took a move to a bigger team. Um, I mean, obviously he hasn't now, but he's he's helped us out a lot. And again, honourable mentions need to go to Connor Cody. I think one of the best captains we've had in the last 30, 40 years. And um, big fan of Kevin Doyle as well from the previous Premier League. So I um, didn't want to go. Well, I didn't want to seem like a fair weather fan and go with the successful players. I've got to get more relegation battlers in there as well. <laughs> Evan Doyle, yeah, I remember him very well. He was, um, was he at Reading as well at one point? Yeah, um, signed, signed from Reading with um, Stephen Hunt at the same time, I believe. Okay, okay, yeah, no, I, I remember, I remember that, that era, that um, that Wolves team, you know, Matty Jarvis as well, Carl Henry, um, who else? Stephen Fletcher, Ella Kobe, Ella Kobe, Wayne Hennessy, yeah, Welsh legend, um, yeah, and it was, um, nice little team that was, um. Right, moving on. Uh, you mentioned Ruben Neves. He has been one of the players that has left the team this summer. So he went one of the first players to join Saudi. Um, went for forty-seven million pounds is a reported fee to Al Halal. Other players that left Diego Costa. Probably not that much of a sad departure for for Wolves fans. But one that might be uh, is Jan Martino uh, and Connor Cody uh, and Adama Traore. Uh, Cody has joined Leicester for seven point five million pounds. Dom Troy, I believe, is still without a team. Uh, he's gone as a free agent, as has Jao Martinho. Um, and then other players that have been loaned out include Tyler Roberts, who's gone to Doncaster Rovers, amongst other youngsters. And then the Inns, um, only two real <laughs> proper main incomings. You look at the likes of yeah. Mateus Cunha, centre forward for £44 million. And then uh, Bubakar Triore from Mets for £9.5 million. Now, you just mentioned them, Moutinho and Neves. I mean, these were two really crucial parts of your team. They were a great cog in what's been a fantastic wheel the last few years and the days of Nunes, Puerto Santo, and since then. And they've been a really big part of your team. So just how big do you think a loss they're going to be in terms of not just on the pitch, but also off the pitch as well? I think on the pitch massively, because everything ran through Ruben Neves. I mean, there's a lot. Moutinho's are getting less and less involved over the last couple of years because his legs are starting to go a little bit. But again, on the pitch, he led by example. He, ne- he never left the stadium thinking that Moutinho hadn't given it his all. Um, I think in the dressing room as well, Moutinho is a very experienced player. He was a massive coup for the club when we first came up. And um, he is one of, probably from outside, is probably less so from a Wolves fan perspective, but one of the most underrated players that in our team, I mean, lots of players grab the headlines. You've had Neves, you've had Jimenez, Chayore at times to grab the headlines. But um, it'll be really interesting to see how the other players step up. Players like Lamina, Joe Gomez, even Hodge to some extent. We need all of those players to step up and fill that gap. And um, it's 
money-wise, it's been it's a good thing for us because off the pitch, it's helped with FFP issues. I mean, lots of people criticise Neves for going to Saudi, but from a Wolves perspective, we've got more money off them than we would have done from any Brem club. And in the case of both of them, we've got 100 grand plus off the wage bill. So um, for a club sort of trying to survive in the Premier League, that's a massive boost. But I think I speak for all Wolves fans. I say we're going to miss watching them both play in the old goal every week. Yeah, I, I think, you know, Nevers particularly, I mean, he's known for scoring great goals. He had that compilation in the Championship where I think every goal was just an absolute screamer. And I think that, you know, Martino as well, I believe he was a free signing when he got him originally. Um, and he's been, you know, not only for, for, for club, but also country, a very big player the last few years. And, you know, he's a, such a big, great signing for you guys. But, you know, of course, they were, you know, he's 35 years old. Um, and, you know, Nevers is, is 25. But, yeah, so these players, you know, Nevers... It's given you a great deal of money, £47 million. That's the money you could spend wisely. It looks like you have replaced it with the money you spent on um, Kuna, who was obviously on loan last year, which is surprising the money was spent because he only scored two goals um, for the club last season on loan. Um, wasn't exactly someone that um, made, 12, made 12 starts, two goals. Um, so, you know, it's a worry for that because that's really what I want to get into next because looking at the... Um, the goals last season scored by your players in the league, um, Neves was top score was just six goals. So Pedence was there, he got six. But after that, it's Huang Yi Chang was three and Adama Troy was two. Um, so it's the goals obviously were struggled last year. And you, obviously, the only guy you brought in really, striker wise, is the guy that's already been there on loan. He didn't exactly, you know, um, like the world up during his loan spell. Um, just how much is it worried out for you to going into next season? The fact that um, his name's completely fancy by the manager. Um, what's his name? Lopetegui. That's one, yeah, yeah. So he's come in, obviously, saw him improve. We were often in the relegation battle, um, a bit uh, for a while before he came in under um, your previous manager in um, oh my god, what's his name? Uh, Bruno Large. That's it. My mind's completely going today, but um, obviously, under Large, he didn't get the goals and it looks like he has much improved. So with that all going around, how much of worry is that for you going into the season? Lack of goals that you've you've had last season? It's been a big worry for the last few years, to be honest. I think we haven't replaced the goals that we lost when we sold Diogo Jota. I don't think any of us actually realised how big of a sale that would be. I think we thought we'll be all right with Adama, and Adama hasn't actually kicked on from that year. We haven't recovered from losing Jimenez for that injury, and he hasn't recovered either. Um, it's quite sad to see for someone who was so prolific for us and we hope if he's staying this year then he can actually um, get back something of what he was because he looks a shell of himself at the moment. I think goals wise um, we've got Fabio Silva coming back on from loan if we keep hold of him I think he'll, he'll be a key player for us this year I'd like to see him be given the chance just for the sake of he's been scoring goals of fun in Europe and he's Whenever I've seen him play, his movements always look good. This is no one's looking for him to ball. Um, again, with um, Sasa coming back off um, injury, we've only seen about 25 minutes of him before he was out for the season. So you've got to hope there's um, five, six goals in there. Um, other players have got to start contributing from every areas of the pitch. Neto's got to stay fit and start scoring goals. Wang's got to score more goals. Um, can't think. Of, I think Pedence is possibly on his way out the door, so he may not get the chance to score any more goals. Um, if we can bring Adama back, then that would be ideal. 
because he can hopefully Lopetegui can improve him again. But we need to get active in the transfer window. I know we've seen players like Doherty is probably not far away from coming back. Hopefully he can bring back some of the skills that he had with us before. And I've seen something today about um, Aaron Cresswell coming in from West Ham as well. I think been linked with every player under the sun, but we can't actually afford any of them. And I've heard um, Alex Scott from um, Bristol City as well. We've had two bids rejected from him uh, for him. So hope, hopefully some, there's a whole load of players. Hopefully someone can um, step up. I mean, Costa was good for good for the meme, but um, he didn't actually um, <laughs> contribute much in, ter- in terms on the pitch. I know Cunha certainly scored two. I think we triggered the um, the fee to sign him after about two games. <laughs> two games. So. Um, Hopefully he can step up and start playing in a more central position. That's a, I think that's our main issue. We've got lots of wingers or wide forwards, but we haven't got a true centre forward at the moment. It's a shame with Costa, isn't it? Because he, um, you know, he's a guy with such a big name. But I, th- I want to say he had the same amount of red card. He's got one goal, one red card, or something. So I think he had a wasn't great, was he? Really, and that red card he got was so stupid as well. The red card he got. Completely unnecessary, but it's uh, headbutt. Head yeah, that's what. Yeah, headbutt. Yeah, I think he was um off the ball incident. Really, I don't think he was that provoked. I don't think, but he, I think we all know what he's like. But he doesn't. You know. <laughs> Say that again. Sorry, I think the connection was bad. Then I said he doesn't need to be provoked. He'll just do anything, won't he? Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. And he's now he's hasn't got the goals to solve. Um, almost defend that. It's like you know, years ago he was always a bit of a character that would get in scraps with players, but you saw. Chelsea fans forgave that because he was scoring so many goals for him and he was such a big part. And I think that for you guys, sadly, I think it's a case where he probably came maybe three or four years too late. I think if he got him after Chelsea, it could have been like one of the best signings ever. But I think sadly for you guys, it was just just too late. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. He worked hard. He worked his arse off every time he saw him on the pitch. Again, he's another one like Matinho. You never left thinking he hadn't tried. He just didn't have that end product anymore. He was too. He just didn't have the finishing knack. He didn't have the service to start with, because as I said before, we were talking about wide players, like too many wide players, not enough centre forwards. These wide attacking players want to score goals themselves. They don't want to provide. So players like Neto, Pedence, um, Aitnuri, Huang, all of those want to score goals themselves. So I think, um, as you say, if he came a little bit earlier, I mean, I think we've been linked with him for a couple of years before. Um, before he went off to Brazil. So I think if he came in then, he may have had a bit more success. But um, as I say, it was good for the banter for a little bit, but now we've got to get ourselves a proper proper centre forward. I think you're right, because I think that it is a worry for you guys, because, you know, the issue with last year with Leicester was was lack of goals, and most teams that go down, the one thing ever looks at, apart from I think Blackpool, one of the exceptions, most teams that go down, the biggest issue is, is lack of goals. And I think that it's, it is a worry because this team has been, particularly last year, I think the year before as well, maybe where they've been in and around the relegation sort of dogfight. And I think that a lot of teams were lucky just how bad Leeds and Leicester were really. But um, that actually, that's probably might, we might as well do it now because that's a nice segue into our final segment, which is where we ask all our fans to predict the uh, table finish. So you are our sixth. I'm going to get the table up here. I believe you are sixth guest so far. So our last episode was Man City. Um, so we've had Newcastle. Oh, I wonder what he said. <laughs> you'd actually be surprised. I'll um let you find out in the episode. But yeah, it's not what you'd always think. But oh, really? he's obviously the most 
optimistic fan out of all of us. We had Newcastle fan, Keg from Magpie Channel, Jay Martin, our Forest fan, Oliver Lee, our Bournemouth fan, and Eduardo Tansley, our Aston Villa fan. So you are our sixth guest on the podcast. So for you, Tom, who do you, well, sorry, where do you think in the table Wolves will finish this season? Um, unfortunately, I think we're going to be in the mix again. Um, we're, as you say, we don't score enough goals and we don't have any real activity going on in the transfer market. Um, I think I think defensively we're okay. I don't think we've ever had a problem defensively. I think we've got a solid back four and some decent sort of depth off, uh, depth options. But um, I also take comfort in the fact that Luton are coming up and Sheffield United are coming up, neither of which I think can sort of hack it. Fulham season last year took a nosedive, so much like ours sort of two years ago. So um, it's, I always think it's really important how you finish a season rather than how you start it. I think the finished end of the season runs into the next one, as we found under Bruno Large. So I think um, we'll be in the mix, but I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we went down, but I want to say sort of 16th, 17th. I'm going to stick with 16th. I, I think we'll be there, but I think we'll stay up sort of the last few weeks, same as this year. Okay, so that means you are, sadly right now, our least optimistic fan. You have taken over the crown from Oliver Lee, who had Bournemouth in 14th. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we've got, you know, we've got other fans coming on, hopefully, at some point. Like, we've got Everton fan, hopefully, coming on. Um, fairly big name in the Everton fan sort of sphere. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure he might have him in a, in a similar position. So, you may not have the, the crown for too much longer. But, um, yeah, no, we'll see. But, of course, this podcast is being released uh, around about, early August so right now we're recording on July 19th so any transfers that we haven't that have gone on since like Doherty I've just read up since you mentioned it, he's having a medical today so mm-hmm. when this podcast is released it probably will be you know um, already confirmed there's other players that might come in since we'll leave so um, if you are wondering well you've mentioned Doherty about to come in if that's, that's why and obviously there may be other transfers that come in that may make you think differently about where you think they'll finish but in the meantime 16 Obviously, in terms of Lopper degree, obviously he had, had a bad name for himself after what happened with the Spain job and the Real Madrid stuff. Um, but, uh-huh. you know, his track record is, you know, he's won the Europa League in 2019-20 season. You know, he's had a good time previously, um, if you exclude Spain and Real Madrid. It's um, for him, I think that, do you think that if you're going to stay up, it's down to him more than the players? Or are you thinking otherwise? I think... He's already done his job. I think he's already he's kept. He's come in. He's kept us up. He's a world class manager. He's a fantastic manager. But no manager is going to do anything if the board don't back him. I think amongst Wolves fans, we've noticed the board starting to become less and less ambitious from sort of European heights to sort of just trying to keep the club economically viable. Um, to, to me, I if we go down, it's not his fault at all. I think he knows the way we want to play. He um he's we started to instill that a little bit more, but he needs players. He needs um sort of support. Every other club, I mean, you mentioned Real Madrid, he's been at Sevilla, he's been at Porto, they're all massive clubs. It's one of Europa League beating us along the way. So um he all of those clubs are clubs that can back him. As you think of um like Emery at Villa, Emery's been back to the back to the hills, and then Villa have qualified for Europe and will probably go on to win conference league next year. But we need something like that. Lopetegui is a similar class of manager. 
he just needs help to get get us back. Hopefully, sort of knocking on the door of Europe again soon. Yeah, I agree. I think that I actually do think Luton Town might surprise people a bit, like Huddersfield when they first came up. I think that that might be the first time in the Premier League that might you know for the first year give the players that yeah. sort of drive both not being it more than more than two years. But I think you know obviously we are doing a predictions episode at some point after this episode's done. So you know I think teams like Sheffield United, I think I'll give the, give the spoiler now. I think they will go down. But I think apart from that, it's very wide open. I think there's a lot of teams. Yeah. You can look at and even Mitrovic if he goes to Saudi. I think Fulham could be involved in that as well. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. But um yeah, for you for yourself, hopefully, you know, it doesn't um end in relegation. Maybe you'll you'll just survive it. I hope not, but at least the tickets will be cheaper in the championship. So <laughs> that's fine. And probably easier to get as well. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, there is that, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you will end it there. Um so first of all, Tom, um, thank you for coming on for our Wolf season preview. No worries. Thanks very much for having me and uh, up the wolves. <laughs> yep. And um, for those who don't listen to my NFL podcast, who aren't aware of yourself or your work, um, how can we find you on social media? Um, I'm mostly active on Instagram, to be honest. I tend to stay away from Twitter. Um, it's Tom underscore Morton underscore OO. If you're at all interested, don't you worry. I won't be offended, offended if you're not. So. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, if you are interested, give them a follow. Um, but in the meantime, this has been a Eurotrips podcast. I've been Andy, this has been Tom, and we will see you guys next time. England's five, Germany one, Michael Owen is number five.